Welcome everyone to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips too. So let's get the show started. We have an amazing show lined up for you as we're dishing up two new restaurants in an event space that offers a lasting impression. So stay tuned for all the excitement on Food Farms and Chefs. Hey everyone, I would like to introduce you to the executive chef, Daniel Waller, who is working right now in King of Prussia at the new spot that has just opened up, King of Prussia Tavern. Chef Daniel, welcome to the show. Hello, guys. How are you? I'm doing great, actually. So let me know and let our listeners know, how did you get started in the culinary industry? And, you know, who inspired you when you were little to become a chef? So I grew up with my grandma, who basically raised me. My grandma was an a awesome, awesome, awesome cook. We would spend Thanksgiving, Christmas in the kitchen cooking. I actually started out baking. My grandma used to actually sell baked goods from the house. My first job was always in the kitchen. I never had any other types of jobs, but working in the kitchen, I actually fell in love with um, actually cooking with her every day, every morning. <laughs> so did she also work in the culinary field or was she just an at-home an at home cook? She was actually a hospital administrator. Um, she just cooked for the family. We have a huge family and she will always do the cooking. And that's good. That's a great base to learn on. Hands-on experience matters in a big way because no matter if you go to school or not, you still have to have that hands-on experience. So you did still learn from somebody who had, you know, a wealth of information. So moving forward, I know that you also have worked in other kitchens. Um, where where else have you worked within the city? I never. I haven't worked in the city of Philadelphia. I worked. I lived in Atlanta for a couple of years, and I worked with a personal private chef by the name of uh, Master Chef Craig, who was a Caribbean chef, and he taught me a lot. So, what's one of the the key things that he taught you that you've kind of brought along with you um, in this new venue? Making food with love. Like everything you make, you have to make it with love. Like he always used to tell me, make it like you're sending it to your mom. Or you're sending it out there to your grandma. I put love in every every plate that I make. And that's also very, very important. Um, now, I know that you've worked in the kitchen before, but you haven't held an executive chef position. So I know that you, one of the things that you're really excited about is that you are now the executive chef of the King of Prussia Tavern. And so what are some of the things that you were looking forward to um, creating for this new location? I'm sorry, you repeat that again? Um, that, <laughs> what are some of the things as the newly dubbed executive chef of King of Prussia Tavern that you're excited about that you're bringing into the tavern that you're going to show that love to the customers that are going to be visiting the tavern and, you know, enjoying some of the meals that you make? A lot of comfort food, food that, that you will eat that will, will, will take you back home to make you feel like a child again. 
So what are some of those, you know, items that, that you feel that way about and that you're going to hopefully, you know, introduce to your, your new uh, fans of your new menu? So actually, the, one of the items on the menu, we have a, a coconut shrimp. It's called Daniel's Coconut Shrimp. So me and my friends, we like after school, all my friends would come over to my house and it'd be like the, the game place. And my grandma will always make us these coconut shrimp. And this is her, this is, this is actually her recipe for the coconut shrimp. So that's definitely one of the items. We have a, a stuffed flounder with crab meat. Very comfort, very warm inside. That's one of the uh, other items. Also, I grew up in South Carolina, too. We have a North Carolina pulled pork sandwich. Southern slow 12-hour roasted pork. Just just scream southern food for you i mean if you don't if you don't love comfort food um no matter who you are like and if you've not ever tasted southern food you know it's it's definitely something that hits hits heavy and it you know it just brings joy to you because you're just the the first bite you're like there's so much flavor and there's a lot of love with it so you know, how did you come about creating this menu? You know, what influenced you along the way outside of just your grandmother? Like, you know, did you play around with some of the recipes? Did you have friends over that tasted tasted it? Because this is a new position for you. Well, it was basically me and the and the kitchen team here at the tavern. We all put our thoughts together, our heads together, and came up with the menu. We had choices for vegetarian with our black bean burger we have um over the size menu items for groups of friends who want to come in and watch a football game and enjoy a three pound cheesesteak so it was me the line cooks at the job who came up with the menu who put our thoughts together and came up with an awesome menu for everybody to enjoy now, I know that you also are going, the restaurant itself is going to offer up different um, specials throughout the week because yes. there are different, you know, events that happen. So what are some of the events that people can look forward to? So on two days out of the week, we host a, a pool league. Two other days out of the week, we host a poker tournament. So we're going to come up with specials like a Taco Tuesday. We can make an awesome fish taco that we're going to put on the menu, start serving every Tuesday. Um, we're, we're talking about this yesterday, doing a prime rib special for Friday and Saturday. And that's in addition to brunch, because I know that you also offer brunch as well on the weekends. Yes, our brunch menu consists of a, a fresh berry parfait, which is pretty awesome. We have an over-the-sized breakfast sandwich with three different types of meats in it that's served on a hoagie roll. We have a little comfort southern with a, a, a chicken and waffle sandwich that we have on there. So. You're looking forward to some of that. I saw, okay, I'm going to throw back to the shrimp because I saw some of the shrimp. It's not just like 
small shrimp. These coconut um, crusted shrimp are like huge. Um, like, you know, if you're holding it, I feel like the shrimp itself is going to be like bigger than your actual hand. <laughs> <laughs> which for somebody like me, like I literally the other day was saying that I was craving coconut crusted shrimp. So like when I saw that on the menu and then I saw the picture of it, I was like, Oh, I need to go there and try that. Um, so, you know, there's definitely some menu items that are enticing me because the pictures, you know, picture you eat with your eyes first right. and the pictures that I see online of uh, your, your gallery of your menu, like, they're not small portions. Like you said, it's a three pound cheesesteak. Like that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. Like that's something where, you know, if you go there, you either have to go hungry, go with a container to bring it home. I mean, I'm sure you have to go containers, but you know, or like go with friends because that is not a small cheesesteak. And for Philadelphia, like I know that, you know, you used to cook in Georgia, but like Philadelphians, we are, you know, crazy about our cheesesteaks. And Jean can attest to this too, who's on, you know, we, we've done tours, um, multiple tours. We've voted on best of cheesesteaks. So maybe we can add you to one of the tours. So, you know, we'll, we'll swing by and try out your cheesesteak. That'd be awesome. (laughs) But what are some of the other um, things that you're offering? Because I think that you also offer a cocktail menu that includes boozy milkshakes. We do. I don't have that menu in front of me right now, but we I have um, Bailey's milkshakes, different flavored Bailey's. Like, I know that you guys are going to be opening up. Actually, um, if you're tuning in today on the radio, they opened today on Tuesday, September 13th. Um, and I know that you guys are also going to have a ribbon cutting coming up too. So that's, do you know when that is? The ribbon cutting will be September 21st. With the ribbon cutting, are you guys going to be offering some specials or, you know, are there any other events surrounding it, like as far as food and, you know, the menu is concerned? The ribbon cutting specials, I think we will have on display our oversized menu items, which will include the three pound cheese steak, the sweet water grilled cheese, which has a pound of cheese, (laughs) and three on three slices of Texas toast. We also offered, um, we're going to have our offer our triple cheeseburger, which is three half pound burger patties with a half a pound of bacon on it. And we also are going to offer our with the cluck chicken sandwich, which served on a hoagie roll with three uh, boneless fried chicken breasts. And they will be, uh, we'll be, we'll have on display for our ribbon cutting. That's a lot. <laughs> and just the, the portion sizes are like enormous. I'm hearing, you know, you're having a pound of cheese. There's three pounds of meat. There's, you know, like, I, I can't, what was it? Three? That's half, three uh, half pound patties. Yeah, three half pound patties. Like, and you, I feel like if you go and order food there, you're going to have to like bring, bring like a respirator. Over. <laughs> um, so, out of all of the menu items, like what is one of your favorites? My favorite is definitely the uh, North Carolina pulled pork for the handhelds for the sandwiches. Um, we offer a bourbon barbecue sauce with that, with a, a barbecue vinaigrette to top it off. Absolutely. We uh, roast the pork overnight for 12 hours, 
It's just a, it's just a die for. One of my favorite dinner items. I'm gonna go with the um stuffed flounder with the crab meat. It's just to die for also. And I think Gene was typing in with a question. I was going to ask you the answer to how long the slow roast the pork for, you know, overnight, 12 hours. Slow sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yes. So we all have our own in-house dry rub that we rub the pork buck with. Put it in the oven overnight, 250. Come back in the morning and it's, it, it pulls off like butter, melts like butter. Anytime you do something like that and the meat's that tender, it's just, I mean, I don't know how you can sit here and listen and not want to, like, <laughs> a little bit and crave it. Um, you guys are actually located in a great location because you're right um, in the King of Prussia like, area. So your, your, you know, location is very accessible no matter where you're coming from. Because there's, you know, some sort of highway or road that kind of brings you into the KOP area, um, so that's that's got to be exciting too. Especially, you know, like given that you also are taking over a location that had notoriety, so you're just kind of, you know, incorporating and changing and turning it into a new, more exciting event space or uh, venue. Right. So what other things can people expect when they when they visit? Well, we have um, offered a game room now here at the tavern. We have two pool tables, uh, a dart board, a paintball machine, a bubble hockey. We have two jukeboxes, one for the downstairs area, one for the upstairs area. We have a little private dining room downstairs that a, a group of 15 or more can rent out for a private buffet dinner, our birthday party, retirement parties, graduation parties. Now, would you cater to to those parties and like curate a menu um, that would be specific to, to those events like, that somebody might go and say, hey, I'm having a birthday. Can I celebrate? And can you do X, Y, and Z with your menu? Yes, we actually had a class reunion about a week ago. We made just like slider. Our, we took our sliders from our menus and had like a slider tray. We had a a nacho tray, so we can we'll be able to cater to whatever type of event that people would like. We just take items from off our menu and just make it a buffet style or a la liqueur if they would like to just order off the menu. Which is perfect because obviously, if you are going to want to host an event, you need to be able to be flexible with what you're going to offer. Right. I know for me, I, I'm a bourbon fan. I know Jean's a bourbon. Like, we love our browns. So, um, you know, for me, like, I would always, like, lean towards also making sure that I had, you know, a, a party-specific cocktail. Um, you know, so that would be key for me. But I know that I also have a bunch of family members who like pool. And as you had mentioned, you have pool tables. Um, and I know that you're working with, I believe, the um, the Association of Pool Players or something to that matter. Yes, ma'am. They actually hold a pool league here. I think they play two nights a week, Monday and Thursday night. 
from teams from all over. I think our tavern, our tavern actually has their own team also. It's about four people of husbands, spouses of some of the servers, some of the uh, one of the regular uh, bar attendees. Which is a lot of fun. And uh, I know you know that Gene's been a participant of the poker night. So I'm going to throw back to the poker night thing too, uh, because that's not something you see in a lot of restaurants or, you know, taverns. So that I thought was very interesting. And while you're there playing poker or pool, you also, I believe, have a, um, a bunch of local breweries that have beers on tap. Is that correct? Yes, we have a workhorse, which is actually located right in Kenya, Russia, not too far from us. And they're one, they're one of my favorite breweries, too, because they offer a lot of uh, beers on tap. Um, what when you go there, but they're like beers and the microbreweries have so much flavor infused into it because they take a lot of love. As you take love, one of the things that I also love about you know going out to eat is when you start infusing alcohol into some of the foods. So, do you are you doing that with some of your foods as well? Not at the I mean, our bourbon barbecue sauce we actually use, um, our shrimp, our sauteed shrimp in a we use the a lemon and a Chardonnay sauce, a wine. Um, we're actually going to, I believe we're going to start a relationship with Five Saints Distillery. And we're, they have like this awesome orange vodka that we're going to lose. We act, we're going to try to incorporate that into our sauce for our coconut shrimp, orange habanero. Which is absolutely tantalizing and delicious. Um, now, for our listeners out there that want to taste for themselves what you have to offer where can we find you online and where can we find you in person um and what is your next event that you know you guys are hosting now that you guys are open so the kop tavern you can find us on facebook kop tavern also on instagram at the kop tavern you can google us for our website koptavern.com um we're open from 11 to 12, Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday, we offer a brunch from nine to two o'clock. We close at 12 o'clock on the weekend also. Our grand open is actually tomorrow. You guys can come out, check us out. Our next event was today. Today is Tuesday. I think we actually have a poker night tonight, actually. That's fun. That's a lot of fun to look forward to. So Chef Daniel, Thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs, and we will take a break. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time and FM station in New York, send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadive at yahoo.com. We'd like to reintroduce you to a friend of the show, Ray Sheehan, who is back on to talk about his brand new restaurant that he's opening up. Ray, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me back on, Amaris and Dean. Well, welcome. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and talk food and flavors and your specialties. Uh, thank you so much. 
So, I mean, outside of the fact that you obviously you have two cookbooks out there, you have, you know, your, your, um, different sauces, you compete, um, you write articles. Now you're adding yet another hat to your work, um, work involvement and you're opening up Ray's Roadside Kitchen. Tell us a little bit about the, the Ray's Roadside Kitchen and where it's located and what to expect. Um, so this is really a dream come true. You know, I've, I've done the, the product line, the cookbooks, and, um, you know, opening a restaurant is something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I, I love, love, love food. It's been a passion of mine since I was very young. And, you know, it's been in my family. My grandfather was a chef. And, um, you know, Ray's Roadside Kitchen came about because uh, – someone else in um, in my community that I partnered with and I, we really wanted to bring something different to our community uh, other than just the same, like there's, there's plenty of pizza. There's plenty of uh, a lot of, you know, the same things and we wanted to bring something different. So um, my love of Southern food and Americana um, is uh, prevalent on the menu. We're doing uh, ha uh, handcrafted burgers, Southern fried chicken, mac and cheese, uh, a lot of comfort foods, but then there's also some really great big bowl salads and proteins that you can get on the salads. And um, we actually were able to get one of the first all natural small batch from scratch soda fountains in our area, um, anywhere within 60 miles of us. Uh, I don't know that there is one and that's with Puck Soda. And um, so there's no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives with soda. The, the diet is sweetened with stevia and um, and it's made from scratch in small batches. Which is key too, because, you know, with every time you make something in small batches, it's just going to be infused with that much more flavor. Uh, and I think it's kind of amazing that it's a all natural soda fountain. Um, I honestly, that I've never even heard of that before. So, you know, I know that there's a bunch of people out there who, who watch their diets and, you know, want to make sure that their families are, are, you know, drinking and eating things that are healthier for them. And this in particular will be, I mean, it's still, you know, probably not always the best for you, but it's still going to be like better than say picking up right. a, a brand name soda that is loaded with like eight cups of sugar. Right. And this is pure cane sugar or the diet is with stevia. There's no high fructose corn syrup with which, you know, people are really trying to avoid more and more. And so you'll notice from the minute you walk through the door with the, um, we have a really unique door handle. Um, one of the artisans who helped us, you know, do the interior, her son made it and it's a cleaver for a door handle. So you'll notice even from, from the door handle and on in, everything has been very well thought out. The burgers are handcrafted. And what that means is we're butcher block. We're grinding them fresh every day. They're 100% chuck. There's no fillers. They're nice, big eight-ounce burgers. Um, or you can get a turkey burger or you can get a Beyond Burger. And that you can get it in any style of what burgers are on the menu. So if there's different toppings on the burgers, you can get you can choose them with whichever protein you'd like. And as far as the chicken goes, um, you know, we really tried to 
push the boundaries with uh, fried chicken. It, the taste, the flavor profile is a traditional Southern fried chicken. But the aftermarket, the after it comes out of the pressure cooker, what you put on it, we created a rub called Jersey Devil Hot. And that's our version of a Nashville hot that is uh, made in-house and sprinkled on the chicken when it comes out. So it's dry. It's not in oil. It's just sprinkled on and it kind of melts into the chicken. And we also have one that is uh, called Bee Sting. And that one is sweet and savory. And that's a, uh, a chicken, a shake that you can put on the chicken afterwards. It's It's got a little bit of a kick, but it's more of a sweet and savory uh, bite to it. That's definitely something that I would 100% want to try. Um, and I actually, I mean, I do love sauces, but there are numerous times where I have, you know, I actually choose to not add sauce because if you flavor and do like the dry rub um, just right, you don't necessarily need that sauce. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'm known for my sauces, so we will yes. have sauces, but you know, I'm trying to push, uh, I'm trying to push it to another level. And, you know, I, I, I intend on coming out with more products and branding them as the restaurant. So the more than likely the, the, the shakes that the, the, the chicken shakes and the breading will probably package up at some point and, and brand it as uh, raised roadside. <laughs> Which you just answered one of my next questions because I was going to ask you if you were going to um, that, you know, any of the sauces or any of the dry rubs that you're creating, whether you were going to, you know, brand it under the, the restaurant or under barbecue Buddha. I think that's for another show. There's more to come. There's there's definitely more news on the horizon. So um, I'll just leave it at that as we are going to have some new products for the restaurant. But that. Uh, the other the other barbecue Buddha news is really um, there's some stuff in the works with that that is not I can't it's I can't really discuss it yet so <laughs> it's it's to be to be determined in, in the future that uh, you'll announce it and discuss it on our show absolutely it's it's something that's in the works right now that um, you know it's at the it's at the point where we're really we got to cross our uh, t's and dot our i's first and then we can we can talk about it but, but a lot of good stuff a lot of a lot of good stuff uh with the restaurant i'm um, certainly going to have my hands full with it um, we're also going to have some homemade baked goods and um, and uh, pinelands coffee roasters coffee so it's going to be roasted you know, six minutes from our store. So <laughs> that's going to be like, it's an amazing coffee. It's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. It's called Pinelands Coffee Roasters. And that is exciting because, I mean, I definitely, I'm a huge uh, coffee fan. So um, when I visit, like maybe throw up an entire pot and just stick it on the table with me. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I am, very excited for the fact that, you know, you're opening this up because I am one of the few people, well, not few, you obviously cooked for other people, but, you know, and made sauces. So a lot of people have tasted your sauces, tasted what you have to offer, um, and can taste the difference in how delicious everything is. But now with this opening, they're going to be able to actually physically go and taste what you're cooking um, right. as you're cooking it. And I mean, for anybody who's out there listening, like if you've listened to any of our previous shows, you know, we love Raishin, 
he makes such amazing food. Um, it's fall off the bone, tender and juicy and, you know, just full of flavor. So I'm excited to see what you're, you know, the comfort foods that you're offering um, at, at Ray's Roadside Kitchen. In particular, something that I want to mention is the mac and cheese. Because I think you said that you were going to do a couple of different mac and cheeses. That down, yes, at the, down the road a little bit, we're going to be doing some different ones. Like in one of my cookbooks, I have the pig mac and cheese that's loaded with bacon, but we would probably do like a bowl and top it with pulled pork and scallions and cheddar cheese. And um, we're talking about doing some fries like that too. Uh, and having a little section for that because we're going to have at our, you know, we're going to be making every day um, our homemade uh, triple B chili, which is beer, bacon, and barbecue sauce. And I'd like to be able to use that to top some different bowls with it, but um, we're going to start really simple and then just expand from there. You know, your customers tend to dictate what they want. So, you know, we'll have a plate of the day that'll be available from four to seven um, every day that we're open, like a dinner plate, and that could be a, it could be a barbecue plate, it could be a special sandwich, it could be you know a smoked meatloaf, um, it could be brisket, you know, it could be anything really. So as we as we go and, and really get into it, you know, we'll really uh, fine tune our menu. Now, I know that I'm a huge fan of your food, and that you're a chef. Chef Gene is also online, and I'm wondering what are his thoughts, and does he have any questions as far as you know a chef to chef perspective is concerned? Well, certainly, I have a whole number of questions concerning, you know, the uh, the absolute need for what you do, Ray. You through your many, many, many years of research. And that's what you are. You are a scientist and a researcher as well as a chef. So what style barbecue are we going to be featuring at Ray's Roadside? Are we looking at Southern style? Are we looking at Texas? Are we looking at Carolina, St. Louis? What, you know, what flavors should our listeners expect? You know, or what style should we be expecting? You know, for I think I think Jersey style barbecue is really becoming a thing. And I think what that is, is like, you know, we kind of take um, or at least I do. We take like the best from each region. So, you know, my pulled pork is going to have a vinegar kick to it. My brisket is going to have like a really great Dalmatian rub, which is, you know, salt and pepper um, and some really great bark. And it's not going to be heavily sauced. Um, and my ribs are going to have some, I'm going to put the Kansas city sauce on the ribs. So I think we take the best from each region and feature it in, at least I do in my, bar, in my style of barbecue. And as far as the, the, like with the chicken, my, the flavor profile for the, the fried chicken, it's, um, you know, when you buy one of these pressure cookers, they try to sell you this, the, the, the bag of seasoning, uh, breading that goes with it. And a lot of times those breadings, not all of them, but they have, you know, MSG and um, anti-caking agents and all kinds of stuff. And we're going to be making our our chicken dredge from scratch and featuring some really great southern flavors, a little peppery. It's going to have a little bit of a kick to it, but not overbearing. 
Um, and we really want to stay true to the, the Southern style chicken. This pressure cooker is going to help it stay really nice and moist and tender inside. And the breading is going to keep it really crisp. So you'll get a little bit of a crunch when you bite into it. So <clears throat> speaking of biting into to it, um, <laughs> when, <laughs> I know that we discussed this um, before we hopped on the radio, but um, let her, like when, when are you actually opening? Um, we're going to be doing a soft opening uh, Wednesday, September 21st. Uh, we'll have some limited menu items. Uh, we're going to try to have them all, but we may not. I might hold back on a couple just to like get the crew, you know, going. And then uh, the following week we'll be open. Uh, we'll be open Wednesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 uh, to 8 p.m. Excuse me. Uh, kitchen will close around 7:30. So. Um, Eventually, we are going to have online ordering and we'll feature a third party app and delivery service type thing. But in the beginning, um, we're going to just go slow and we're going to build it. You know, it, it'll be uh, come on in. It'll be dine in, take out and uh, it's some really great home cooking. And I'm sure it will be. And I'm excited to to visit and to actually like taste your food again because it's been a while since the last time that I had it and I mean I'll see pictures that you post online and I get jealous because I'm like why is that not in front of me <laughs> <laughs> to that so, end, we will have barbecue specials we will have you know like I'm known for barbecue so we definitely will have you know rib night brisket night and we are going to do some specialty um, instead of me going elsewhere to do pop-up dinners I'll do them in my own restaurant and um, people will know ahead of time, they can book a seat and it'll be like a, probably a four course dinner uh, type thing for a reasonable price. And this way they get to try a little bit of everything. Which is very, very exciting. Um, I have to ask, one of the things that I am curious about, are you going to, and I don't know if this is going to cross pollinate considering the two different brands, but are you going to have your barbecue Buddha sauces available for purchase in addition to um, being able to sit down and enjoy some of the delicious, or, you know, if you go back many, many times, as I'm sure you will, once you taste is cooking, um, barbecue and other foods that you offer, your burgers and your chicken and whatnot so absolutely um we like i said everything has been you know thought out really well and our sous chef actually built a um a table that we not a table more like um like kind of a stand that's really beautiful it's as soon as you walk in you can't miss it there's on that is going to be on the top is going to be my cookbooks will be available for purchase. All of the barbecue Buddha sauces and seasonings. Um, we have ARs, uh, hot Southern honey and peanut butter, uh, Pinelands coffee roasters, coffee, and then we'll have some uh, some unique bottled sodas. We're, we're looking to try to get some cheer wine in. Just, you know, some things aren't available yet, so we're looking to see what we can do to curate that uh, bottom shelf. But But absolutely, the sauces, the seasonings, the cookbooks, um, and then a few other things uh, will be for sale as well. Which, which is wonderful. Um, now, one of the things before we actually have to let you go, I want to mention the fact that, you know, you are also like, because you said you wanted to make sure that you had something that was different for your community. 
but I know that your community means a lot, you know, and your community being, you know, expanded into anybody that travels to come visit you um, will see like how you decorated everything, how everything was, you know, came together. I know that one of the local artists, if I recall, um, from when you were putting putting everything together, you had um, paid for a local artist to actually make a mural inside. And so, yes. you know, what are some of the other things that you do that are, you know, community-based and involved? So everyone that has worked on the restaurant is from our community. We have a local artisan um, who does wood carvings, who built us uh, two benches that one is going to go inside if you want to wait for your takeout or outside if you prefer to wait outside. Um, we have local artisans that have that did the mural and and did the countertops. They like what they did was they they sanded them down, they burned them, and then they did an epoxy on some of them, and they just really look gorgeous. And there's just so much love that it was put into this uh, renovation from a master carpenter that built a box around our electrical panel to these artisans that did the mural. Um, we, so getting back to the community aspect. So hiring local people and um, getting them involved and helping them spread the word and spread the love of our food and our restaurant is key. But we also work uh, with the New Egypt High School for the Business Academy. So my barbecue Buddha mantra hot sauce is a warrior product. So uh, the warrior is the mascot of New Egypt and basically a portion of every sale from the hot sauce uh, at the New Egypt marketplace goes back to goes back to the business academy. That's one way. Another way is to have some local artists maybe play music or curate some of their art that could be for sale on our walls at some point. You know, we're really looking for ways to uh, do things, uh, more events in the community. Well, I thank you so much, Ray, for all of that, all that you do for the community and also for the fact that you joined us on Food Farms and Chefs. Um, let our listeners know really fast where to find you online. Sure, it's Ray's Roadside Kitchen on Instagram and Facebook. Our restaurant is located at 465 Route 539 in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. All right, thank you so much for joining joining us. You can find Chef Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 across all social media or email him at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. And you can find Amaris Pollock at arpollockus across social media or email her at arpollockus at gmail.com to become a sponsor of the show or become a guest at Food Farms and Chefs. At this time, it is an absolute honor to introduce a entrepreneur of the highest level somebody whose newest business was really was recently rated best first date by philadelphia magazine and somebody who while who did not start out as a foodie is quickly becoming one of the up-and-coming foodies in the city of philadelphia laura eaton welcome to food farms and chefs welcome back wow thank you for having me again i appreciate it well laura City Kitchen, which is, or Old City Kitchen, I apologize, Old City Kitchen, which is, you know, the newest little hotspot for cooking classes and small events is just taking off. Pop-up markets, everything you're doing there 
is the talk of the town taking the whole area by storm and bringing more people into that area. What, from your perspective, has been really the keys to how exciting and how fast it's grown? I mean, I think it's, it's for us, we do work with a, a large variety of chefs, and I think that that kind of helps bring in a different diversity of people. Um, and also, you know, as you mentioned, the pop-up markets, you know, we do love to help support other small businesses. Um, you know, I've come from a background, I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years now, and, you know, every bit of support that a small business can get is extremely helpful, especially post-pandemic. Um, so I think that, you know, the fact that we have, like I said, diversity, um, you know, not only in our offerings, but in the in different chefs that we have in the space and, is, and the support of uh, local small businesses, I think is probably the driving force. And you've had you know, full range. I mean, pizza classes, brunch classes, you know, South American cuisine. You had a wonderful wine class there recently. You know, what what other types of things are people asking for that you're now delivering? Yeah, we actually um, we, we added a bunch of classes to the schedule, uh, just some of them today. We have um, focaccia baking classes, which is something that's been in demand. Uh, we also offer a uh, fall decorating, cake decorating class. Uh, we've done other iterations of that, but this one's going to be very specific to fall. Um, we're most excited. We have Lizzie's Love Cakes. Uh, she recently participated in our pop-up, and she's going to be teaching a brand-new recipe that she developed just for this class. Uh, so she's going to be coming in on September 30th. So, and we're constantly trying to add, you know, more variety. Uh, we're definitely going to have a charcuterie and wine uh, wine glass painting class that's going to be coming up in October. Uh, so, we're just trying to fill up the calendar and get as many different things in the space as possible. Well, and in addition to being, you know, a small area with cooking classes and all going on, you also have two side by side venues to work mm-hmm. off each other where people are able to hire some of the local chefs that you're featuring as well as bring in their own people. Tell us a little bit about the venue part of it all. Yeah. Um, so we're located right next to Old City Social, uh, which I've had for the last couple of years. Um, and it's great because the venues are separate, but yet connected at the back. So it is possible if you have a larger event to essentially rent out both sides uh, we always encourage people, you, you're welcome to use our catering. It's available, and we have a variety of chefs to choose from. But people can still either self-cater or work with the caterer of their choosing. We don't do any exclusivity in that regard. So we just try to keep it as open as possible so that there's you know a lot of variety of events that can come into this space. And I know that you're really focused on using local... Uh, businesses. So, you know, what kind of people are you bringing in for your pop-ups and for, you know, coffee and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. We worked with, uh, we had Lizzie's Love Cakes, as I mentioned, and uh, we also worked with a relatively new company. Um, I believe it's Wallace Street Bake Shop. Uh, She makes an amazing focaccia and something called Mob Sauce, which is an absolutely incredible, really rich kind of smoky flavored sauce. And she's going to start selling them on a fairly regular basis with us. And uh, we're always looking actually for more vendors. Uh, We love to especially support food-based vendors um, and just kind of fill up our market, which we are planning to start doing every single Wednesday, Wednesday through the holidays. I know, you know, watching you, 
the evolution. You are a world class photographer. You, you know your photography skills are some of the best in, in oh, the country, if not you know in the city. Um, but you know you're just really super talented. You're a true entrepreneur, but you've never really been a person who is about food. So what has mm-hmm. this evolution been like for you? Because now you're deeply immersed in it. And listening to your conversations, you're very knowledgeable about it. I became addicted um, as soon as I started getting – I avoided food like the plague. I know I've said this on the show before, but I avoided it because I was afraid of, you know, uh, all the licensing and the inspections. And, and it really hasn't been, you know, as, as traumatic as I thought it might be. Um, but once I got into my first real like, – first couple of service, you know, uh, services with people – I found out why people get so addicted to, you know, serving in this industry and creating food and working with recipes and because it just, it brings people so much joy. And I really did kind of essentially renew my passion, uh, my creative passion uh, by getting involved in this. And it was something that pretty much came out of left field, but now that I'm in it, I kind of almost feel like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now. So, and, it, and it, but it always goes back to connections and, and creating connections with people. And I did that through photography in the past. I've done that with helping other small businesses. And now it's through food. And who doesn't love a great meal? So it's, it was a pretty, it feels a little strange, but it really ended up being a pretty natural evolution. You know, it's funny the way you described that because having worked with you as a photographer and knowing your photography style, it's the one thing that I always said about you. There are many photographers who could take an amazing picture, but not, there's not as many who understand the moment who can capture the moment. And that was always that connection you had. You were able Mm -hmm. to capture that moment that many people just missed or didn't get and you know that came through in your photography it came through in your entrepreneurial skills and now it's coming through at city kitchen with all the great things that you're doing there i mean really is a place to you know have an event so the holiday season is coming up what do you got offering what's available for our people if they want events you know tell us a little bit about city kitchen for the holidays yeah, and just to circle back for a second, because you kind of made me think of something, it, it really does come down to attention to detail. And like you said, capturing that moment and seeing, you know, sort of the forest for the trees. Um, what we really strive to do here is to have a full and complete experience. And so that is sort of, that's always been the focus from when we started. I wanted the, the space to be beautiful, but not, you know, not just delicious. It had to be a balance of those two things. Uh, but we are super excited about the holidays. Um, we're still planning out some really fun Halloween activities, uh, especially things for for the kids. Uh, but we want to have some adult uh, grown-up fun for Halloween as well. So we're planning that right now. Uh, but in the meantime, um, even though it's you know only September, we are looking ahead to holiday parties. Uh, we definitely offer team building events uh, for businesses. And uh, group, you know, networking events, but holiday parties um, are definitely something that we are really, truly looking forward to. We've been celebrating them with people at Social for the last couple of years at Old City Social, but now we're really excited to be able to offer catering at either location and just to be able to create really memorable events that engaging and that aren't just, you know, your typical holiday office party. Uh, we want things that are going to be a little more interesting and, and memorable for pe- for people. So those are all the, all those plans are in the works. 
works, and uh, we can't wait for Thanksgiving. We're going to do some pie-making classes, and, uh, you know, for the holidays, we're going to definitely have, uh, you know, cookie-making classes and just everything you can think of that's related to the holidays. Well, you know, I make a really good lemon cello. It's one of the things I do uh, with the holidays, and I make a lot of Don't think you were you were already on my list for people I wanted to have involved. Absolutely, it's a great gift to give for the holidays. So, speaking of you know, kids' parties and things like that, you are blessed with a daughter who, while young, is a really uber talented pastry person, cake decorator. <laughs> baker in general and i know that you feature her cupcakes there as well tell us a little bit about that yeah so she has um, a small very very small business called old city cupcakes and uh you know she's 12 years old so we're not going to push her too hard to uh expand that but she's been doing pop-ups with us and uh, she's definitely been involved with and the inspiration behind our cupcake and our cake decorating classes and uh, we're really excited to have her. She'll be involved, in, definitely involved in some of the pop-ups that we have, the vendor markets uh, that will be leading up to the holiday season. And uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to be able to work with your, your child and also have her be passionate about the same things. She's becoming a teenager now, so we'll see how long that lasts. But like you mentioned, she's very talented, and I think she's going to be really excited for the holidays and to be involved in that. What is the capacity of Old City Kitchen, Old City Social? So for people planning events, you know, how many people can they have there? Yeah, uh, for Old City Social, for sit-down dinners, we can do anywhere from 34 to 36. Uh, casual cocktail style can go up to like 60 or 65. And the capacity for kitchen is a little different depending on the format of the event. Uh, we do chef's tables dinners, uh, which can range from 14 to 18, even maybe 20 people. Uh, if we turn our farmhouse tables sideways, we can see 24 in our front room and 24 in our back room. Uh, but if someone were to rent out both sides, those total capacity could be about somewhere between 110 and 120. Wonderful. And it is a, you know, today with so many people, Wanting to do events or wanting to do weddings after COVID, things that they postponed and, and, you know, with the economy the way it is, Old City Social is just that prime opportunity to have that, you know, 80 to 100 person wedding, that really wonderful reception, you know, a, a great space for that. Are you seeing a lot of people start to look at, you know, your event side and, and coming in and wanting to throw those, you know, life celebrations they couldn't do for many years. Yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, we were fortunate that we were able to host quite a few micro and, and kind of mini weddings. But now that things have obviously opened up a bit, um, you know, we are hosting definitely more celebrations. Uh, you know, and when it comes to the larger weddings, we're probably a little small for some of them. But like you mentioned, those the numbers around 80 or maybe even up to 100 is possible um, because, you know, the space is unique. Um, and as long as people are up to a, a slightly different format, you know, which I think a lot of couples are looking for. They want something that isn't a cookie cutter, you know, kind of call style event. Um, we definitely have some really inventive and creative options that they can use to make their event really memorable. Well, and one of the things I have always said about weddings and I evolved in the wedding planning industry for so many years is when it comes to making your guest list, if it's people that you wouldn't have at your house for an intimate dinner or you mm -hmm. know, a very close friend's dinner, they probably shouldn't be at your wedding. So I'm right. of the belief that, you know, that 80 people, that's a great number. 
Yeah. Because everything think, else is overflow. I think that COVID really, I mean, as bad as COVID was or is, um, I think the pandemic kind of did kind of do a reset for a lot of people and made them realize, okay, this doesn't have to be this enormous affair. It can be something more personal and more intimate. And that's that's definitely what we focus on here. And certainly achieve that. Understand, too, that you're looking at kind of focusing your own brand of catering as well as your celebrity chef. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, our chef, Michelle, is an Escoffier-trained uh, chef. She's got 16 years experience. She's been cooking half of her life. Uh, and she can be, do pretty much any cuisine you can possibly dream up. And then, of course, all the other chefs that we've worked with, um, Edward Strohan of uh, Crown Catering and Dining um, has worked with us. And he also offers some amazing catering um, on or off-site as well. And so we have, you know, a, a very a large variety of chefs that we can draw upon uh, to create any any number of uh, dishes and, you know, catering ideas that they can all come together. And we have yet to have any, any requests that we weren't able to fulfill. So we've been very fortunate that we've got a lot of really talented people connected to us. And how are you being received by the fellow businesses in the community in Old City, which is a very tight-knit community? I mean, we've definitely made connections, and we, we do love all the businesses up and down Market Street, and uh, we've definitely made some some strong connections, but we're always looking to uh, work with other restaurants. You know, we can serve as their back room if their private room is booked. Um, so we're always looking to create stronger connections. We don't want to be viewed as competition in any way. For the most part, what we're offering is very different in classes, but we can also operate as an additional space if they need it. We would like to be a resource and not not be looked at as competition, in the, especially in the old city neighborhood. That's a really important thing for area restaurants to realize. You offer space for them to bring in private parties if they're at a short distance. Food can be delivered very easily. You mm-hmm. have a kitchen there that they can utilize as well. Why not take on that extra party of 35 or 40 and you know let them, yeah. hey, there's a fee involved with the space. If you wanted to book that party, here it is. What a, what exactly. a great use of that. Yeah, and we're, we're also looking to connect uh, especially with like other small business owners and food trucks because we do have ghost kitchen availability. So if anyone is looking for a space uh, where they can do their prep or uh, baking, uh, anything you know ahead of time that needs to be done before, let's say if they did an event or a food truck festival, um, you know we definitely have ghost kitchen availability. And that's something we're really trying to get the word out because we want the space to be utilized as much as possible and we want to support as many small businesses as we can. For having been in your space, I know that there are great opties that are accessible from the front or the back have all the equipment necessary you have walk-in refrigeration there's a lot of space available for so for people looking for a ghost kitchen or looking for some space to do a catering job you know there's so many opportunities there for you so what has been uh, really i know the pasta making is very popular what are some of the other classes that are people standing in line for oh the pizza making classes are entirely too much fun uh we the last class i believe that chef michelle prepped 18 options uh for toppings and i was i looked at her and i'm like do you think we have enough or are we there yet um 
So that's been a lot of fun to uh, to do those classes. And we just have a lot of things in the works right now. I can't discuss all of them because I'm still talking with some of the chefs and trying to pin down dates and times. But uh, we just, like I said, we want to offer a huge variety. Um, we're definitely adding some, uh, we're adding an empanada class, which is also going to be a ton of fun. It also helps out uh, or caters to gluten-free. Uh, we're definitely looking to add some classes that are especially for people that have foods, allergies, or sensitivities. So the gluten-free option is something we're very, really interested in, and that class can also be uh, vegetarian or vegan, depending on the fillings that they choose. So we have Veterans Day coming up. Veterans, the Veterans Day Parade in Philadelphia comes right down Market Street, and it'll be a big celebration kind of right there in front of Old City Kitchen. Are you planning to do any type of pop-up or anything like that in conjunction with everything that's going on down there? We haven't we haven't looked that far ahead just yet, but we are definitely looking ahead on the calendar, and we I'm certain that we will absolutely have something planned, and I would love to do something with veteran-owned businesses um, to, you know, to help celebrate that, absolutely. So if anybody's interested, please reach out because we're always looking to collaborate with other people. Well, I will do the quick referral for you. Uh, Thank you. Sarah Zontz, who is Director of Catering, um, Ready Trouble Market, who also is the, another woman entrepreneur who owns All About Events. Her her team are planning the Veterans Day Parade this year right Excellent. there on Market Street. So feel free to reach out. And yeah, absolutely. I certainly will. I love Sarah. I've been known her for years. <laughs> so what's next? Uh, just more classes and uh, working with people for team building and just looking to connect with more chefs. You know, just bring more people into the space and, and just feed people and make them happy. What type of team building events are you offering? Really anything that we have on our, our current offerings. Uh, we, you know, we do, like I said, the pasta making, pizza making, <laughs> not to sound like an Italian restaurant. Uh, we can do everything from Indian food. Uh, Chetna McWan is a wonderful Indian chef. She's done some excellent building dinners with us. Oh, uh, Mike McKinley um, has worked with us several times. He's done CBD dinners. Not sure you really want that for team building per se, uh, but he can offer um, a huge variety of cuisines as well. And we're going to be doing actually a pop-up, him and Chef Michelle, in, to coincide with Old City Fest. I just remembered on October 9th. And so that's going to be a combination of Creole Balba and empanadas. So people should stop by for that. That's a pay-as-you-go event. No tickets required. People can just stop in and get some fabulous food. A lot happening down there in Old City. We're working on it. <laughs> now, just on the side, so got business and your photography business going as well? Yep, yep. I still do headshots and I'm, I've gotten into some food photography. Surprise, surprise. That kind of was, again, a natural evolution. Um, but, um, you know, I'm definitely still involved in photography and I want to keep my, my skills sharp. So I'm doing that, but uh, kitchen's keeping me pretty busy. <laughs> on that particular note, Laura, thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you. Laura, where can people find out about your business real fast? Absolutely. OldCityKitchen.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at OldCityKitchen. All right. Thank you so much. And for anybody listening, you can tune in and listen at, to Food Farms and Chefs on WWDB 860. And Chef Gene, where they, can they find you? You can find me across social media at ivfoodie2 or at Gene Blum, or they can email me directly at ivfoodie, the number two, at yahoo.com. And you can find me across social media at arpolicus or email me at arpolicus at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful Tuesday, everyone.